Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, we're Carlene and Jill from Breaking Beauty Podcast. And every single Wednesday, we chat about the skin, hair, and makeup musts that are actually worth the spend. And you'll hear from the industry's top founders about how they broke into the business with their best-selling beauty product. We also deliver the best in beauty tips from insiders like Kim Kardashian's makeup artist, Makeup by Mario, and hair guru, Jen Atkin. And as beauty editors ourselves, we personally review the damn good products that you need on your top shelf right now. Listen for free every week week for your ultimate beauty fix. Ready, Jill? Like, like a, a cherry, cherry bomb. bomb. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Papaya Podcast. I'm your hostess, trying her mostest, Sarah Nicole, and each week I'm going to be dishing out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom or something like that. So get ready to get inspired, get candid, get real, because we are all in this digital space together. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm so excited for today's guest because I was actually her first guest on a podcast ever, and she has been an incredible friend in this space. And recently I asked people who they thought would be a great candidate on the podcast, and my inbox was flooded with this name. I didn't even tell you that. You didn't. Welcome, Amanda Muse. Thank you. Amanda, okay, Muse is not your last name, though. No, it's not. You have a stage name. It is a stage name. I wish I had a stage name. Why did it? Why is it Amanda Muse? I'll tell you, the long story short is I started my whole thing when I was living in Malaysia. Yeah. And I had a little baby. My daughter was six months old. And I and I was, you know, trying to come up with this name for my YouTube channel, being a YouTube content creator. Yes. Primarily. And at the time, it was like the sprinkles of glitter. It was you know, the people didn't use their real names. It was Essie Button, Estee Loaned. It was like all these people didn't use their names. And I was like, I'll be Tropical Mama. And my husband no, was you like, didn't. he's like, baby, you're, I don't know if you're going to be living in the tropics forever. And I was like, touche. <laughs> um, and so then we came up with like musings of Amanda. Okay. Like, Amanda Muse. Boom. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And now you kind of have a little bit of like, you get to have a life where people don't know your last name. Truth. I tried to do that for a hot second. And then I, I switched it over after an article came out that, that ran my full name, but didn't run my, any of my accounts. So I was like, well, I don't want to like lose out on this. So I'm no. going to put, I want people to be able to just like find me. So I'll put Sarah Nicole Landry into my Instagram profile just for a week, for one week. And then we'll go back to Sarah Nicole. I'm not going to have a last name. Mm -hmm. I was like a little bit of a stickler with that. And, uh, 
I got verified that week and I cannot get anybody to tell me <laughs> if I'm allowed to change it. Right. So there's no, they, people don't realize like there's, there's no one to call at Instagram. No. You can't do anything about it. Like you, there's no one. I even talked to somebody at Facebook and I was like, listen, here's the thing. And she was like, I have no idea. And I'm like, there's no answer. No, there's there nobody isn't. to help you. It's like a mythical office it's a, space. Yeah. It's, it's in the land of, I don't know. It's like the same as the cloud. We don't know what it is. We just <laughs> trust it strangely. But to the point of the name, I've written a forward for a friend's book and yeah. I was like oh I have to put my real name because they can't or I was I was written oh, up in time and I was like it's your real you name you have to put your real name and I was like all right fine so yes. it's out there but it I, it's just it's hard to say and people are like how do you spell that so I'm like just Amanda just Muse Muse is fine. <laughs> <laughs> amazing so tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got to be where you are today because for some of us for a lot of people listening they're going to jump right in and be joining the ride that's what happened to me a few years ago so I didn't get the original content of who you are. I kind of jumped in on the Instagram time mm-hmm. and you're kind of an addicting personality. Really you are because there's something so charming yet so gritty about you and very unapologetic, but yet so, so kind. And that's, that's a hard thing to be both hard and soft. And I feel that every mm. time I take in your content. Thank you. It's very cool. So, but tell us how this all started for you and, and, you know, the whole journey through. Perfect. Okay. So 2020 is year eight for me online. And I feel like I've lived many lives. Like when I start talking to my friends or sharing stories, they're like, what? You you did that too? I'm like, yeah, I know. That was like chapter two. So <laughs> current chapter is... Okay. So when I started my YouTube channel, so I married a pilot. We've been together for a long, long time. Used to be a flight attendant for like a hot minute. This um, is like every Bachelorette stream right now because of the show. <laughs> oh, really? Well, it's, not but even the, watching oh, the show. Oh, the show right now, it's Pilot P and they're that's, all going for the pilots, all pilot themed. That's why I'm You're getting all living these the Because Dean was in a suit the other day and they're like, oh my God, it's Pilot Pete. And I was like, I don't know the reference. So I don't know what's going on here. Okay. So married a pilot. And when we, so I'm from Montreal, we met in Toronto, we moved to Vancouver. So we're living in Vancouver and this opportunity comes up where Dean could potentially go abroad. We're kid free. And I'm like, yeah, could we get married maybe before we go? So like in a, in a whirlwind event, we got married, we took a couple suitcases, moved to Malaysia. Well, when I had my daughter, so she was about six months old. I found myself rather isolated. Like yeah. I was sitting in this foreign country, you know, a five foot eight Caucasian woman, I kind of stick out. Yeah. And um, I didn't have that like entry ticket into the expatriate community because like I didn't have kids. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really fit into like that demographic yep. of like the married with kids families to go to barbecues and things. I didn't fit in with the young teachers who were traveling. Although I was the same age, yes. I was married. Yeah, it's a husband. different life. Yeah, yeah. And he's much older. Like my husband's yes. 15 years older than me. So I was like, well, this is a weird time. So I found myself just really like consuming content and at the time, nobody knew like what subscribing was on YouTube. It wasn't really a thing, but I kept coming back to these same channels. And I even specifically remember this one woman I was watching and she was just like peeling potatoes in her kitchen. She had like four kids, one on the way. And I was very interested in babies because I wanted to have one so bad. And I had been watching and watching. And then I was like, wait, this is like a thing. Like, I feel like I'm part of her life. Yes. I get a sneak peek. I'm at, I'm at the kitchen, in, at the kitchen table with her, oh. talking shop, peeling potatoes. And yes. I was like, wait, I could totally do this. So I kept saying to Dean, like, I'm like super outgoing. I, I could do this. But to actually pick up a camera is like a whole other situation. And then finally- oh, honey, I still haven't picked up a video <laughs> camera, so I don't even know. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary. So I remember I was literally sitting in a mumu um, in this batik style, which is like very Malaysian sitting. And I was like, that's it. I'm Esme is asleep. 
my daughter's asleep. I'm picking up this camera. And my first video is me like, hey, I'm Amanda. This is my life. Like, join me for the ride. And so that was eight years ago. And I started documenting my life. And it was like, well, I have this baby. So let's talk about mommy things. Mm. And then the baby got a little older. And I was like, wait a second. I like makeup things. And I like clothes. And I like hair. Yes. And I was like, yes. oh my God, I'm finding myself again. Then I got pregnant again. Uh, and so my son, Jack, from like, I'm pregnant video all the way up to current day. He's kind of dabbled on the internet. And I've been able to share my life in a way though, that is life through my lens. Mm. So I often say like, I'm a bit of an anomaly. Like I get to have an opinion and share my life on the internet and get paid to do it all at the same time. Yes. And it's like, God, yes. a dream. You know what I mean? It is such a dream. Mm. But you are, and I'm going to tell the story. It might make me emotional. Mm. You accidentally phoned me a couple years ago. You know how you have certain moments in your life. They're just ingrained in you. Like I remember the smells of where I was standing. I was a creator, but I didn't really have friends in the space. I didn't really know what I was doing. And you and I had like, minutely connected and we had exchanged numbers and I was standing in the middle of a pool store because something had broken in my house and I had to go get a new thing. And you called me and I answered and you were like, oh my gosh, this is the wrong Sarah. But you're like, but while I have you. Oh my God. Do you remember this now? Holy, it was, and you were it, like, it was a mistake. I was calling was my sister-in-law. Yes. <laughs> you totally called me on mistake. But you stayed on the line. We ended up staying on the phone for about half an hour. And you were like, Sarah, I feel like you are on an island and nobody is telling you what you're worth. You're creating content. You're doing so well. You're doing all these amazing things. And what you're being paid is like, an injustice because I was like, at the time I was letting brands just rail me and you opened my eyes to value and worth for the very first time. And not only that, community willing to share about that. And after that, I ended up, we we were at the same conference, I think Blistem a couple of years ago. And I was speaking and you were speaking and I was like, oh my gosh, this is such an amazing thing. When somebody goes through a journey, especially online where it's so confusing and people hold that information so close to their chest. And then I'm introduced to someone like you and you're like, oh no, here, here's all the information. Here's how to do it. Here, I'm going to go on stage and I'm going to tell hundreds of people how to do it. I'm going to keep doing that. What in your heart? Like, first of all, thank you because- mm-hmm. A couple months after we had that conversation, I ended up like I went from being paid like a 10% of what I was mm-hmm. should have been being paid. And within changing that idea of worth in my brain, it was one brand, same brand. And I was paid a certain amount, came back and argued a higher price based on what you had told me. And they didn't even flinch, which says not. to me oh, yeah. that the whole time they knew what my value was and they were willing to to kind of like take advantage. Yeah. Take advantage. Mm -hmm. So you really taught me a lot that day and you really changed my life that day. And it really just took somebody reaching out and you've continued to kind of be that person all the way through. Like you have been, and I've watched you do it for so many people and community means a lot to you. And, but now you're not in Malaysia and isolated anymore. Mm. You're now integrating this into real life, but what caused you to kind of have a heart for it and do it in a way that is so unthreatening? Cause I feel like with women that that's like a tricky thing. Mm, it is a tricky thing. Well, for one, I feel like, you know, I remember the person that did it for me. So okay. I was, okay. I Do you know Estée Lalonde? Oh yeah. Yeah. So she, I, I'm obsessed with her and I don't know why. Like she's everything like, she posts is like, it's not, she's like sitting at a coffee shop, like having coffee. And I'm like, oh my God, I love you. Like quirky, everything she does. She's awkward. I don't she's know She's hardworking. She's Canadian. Oh, she's living abroad. Okay. Her. So I found that girl okay. who, when she was like at 30,000 subscribers, uh, a YouTuber and she was living in the UK. And I was like, hold wow. up. Canadian living abroad. 
you might be slightly younger. I'm going to connect with you. So I remember connecting with her and we vibed and uh, I did. So at the time there were these videos on YouTube called tags. So you would do a video and have these questions and then a person, other people would do this video and answer the questions. And so, right. So it's kind of like like Instagram stories. Now we do that. Yeah. And you're like, answer these questions or whatever. So at the time everybody was doing this and I created one called the wanderlust tag because I am like a wanderlust, like traveler at heart. Um, And so I did. And then her and her boyfriend at the time did it. And I remember overnight she gave me a shout out. I I, I think I went from like 4,000 subscribers to like eight overnight mm. and it just propelled me forward. Yeah. And I was like, I don't forget that. No. And I, I never do. Then she came and she's been an interesting girl. Like she came back to Canada for a visit. Her mom kind of lives in the area that I live. Yes. We got together for coffee and she blew my mind because she was like, no dude, like I have an agent and I have, you know, a videographer that helps me and editors. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're telling me I don't have to do this by myself? And I was like, why are you? <laughs> Nobody tell me. Yeah. I'm sitting here still breastfeeding this baby, staying awake till 2 a.m. after yeah. he goes to bed, editing everything, doing everything, trying everything. And like, why isn't it working? And then I yeah. realized, oh shit. Like you, you, you need people to help support you. Yes. And also, you know, you kind of get what you put out there. And I feel like if you give without feeling like what you're going to get back, Mm. good stuff happens. For and sure. I feel very blessed in my life. So. And I think it's so important that you say like in the outsourcing thing, because it was a weird curve for me. I always talk about like how I used to code my own blog and I used to stay up like really late mm-hmm. at night. But you know what? Those are not the things I'm good at. You know what I'm really good at? I'm really good at talking and writing. Right. So in order to be what I'm really good at, I have to outsource some of that stuff. And it, it has been a bit of a pull to kind of like step into like, I need to delegate. I have like one, Haley is like my girl now and she's a great photographer and, and she she also was like really good at organizing things, but it has been like, like holding my hand tight of all the things and being like, okay, you can have this. Okay. You can have this. And like slowly freeing me up to be more of who I need to be being more present, being in the community that I, that I've built and not staying up till 11 mm-hmm. o'clock at night, doing all the stuff that I'm really not good at. I hear you, man. And you know, and the other side of it is like, why I feel compelled to help people Mm. is if I feel that there is a good person, Mm -hmm. especially a woman, like I am such a fan of women and women being able to do things on their own and support strong messages and also be compensated accordingly Yes, because I am confident AF when it comes to like my value. Yes. And I've had people just be like, no, you're not getting paid X. You're going to get paid X times 12 to do what you're doing. And I'm like, you know, and it changed, people have changed my life. And it's like, why do I need to hold this secret? Well, you doing well, Sarah, is not going to impact me. Like, mm. if you do well, okay, well, we're from the same country. Well, People are going to notice this. We're going to do well, on, too. Yeah, yeah 100%. Like, That's what I find so funny in terms of, like, that competitive spirit is, mm-hmm. like, when women actually both rise together, and, and let's talk just online. Like, let's say you're doing well, and you're watching your friend, and she's doing better. You know what? That benefits both of you, because you've got hands in both pots now. It's such a cool opportunity when we create and when we connect with other people, especially who understand and can talk shop about these things that to be honest, because it is such a secret for like normal society, it can be really, really isolating. Mm-hmm. Hands down, you were the first friend to talk money with me and to make mm. me understand that. And it's crazy that within like 
what, four or five months, I quit my job after that. It's wild. Well, and the thing too is I remember watching some other person's content and I was like so fixed on numbers because mm. if someone was looking at my channel or looking at, you know, the likes, they may be like, well, I don't understand. Like she's not epically huge, but it's not about that. No, it's not. So if you understand your demographic, which mm -hmm. I often say, like I have the unicorn demo, which mm -hmm. is women between the ages of 25 to 50 who can sit down and watch a YouTube video, that's really hard to find that person. It is. So if you understand your demographic, if you can speak to that person in an authentic way, mm -hmm. and I share brand deals in an authentic way because I'm not taking every small one. Yep. I'm getting yep. paid appropriately so I yep. can be very selective. Oh, 100%. Right? And it was like, oh my God, you can actually make a living off of this in a really good way. And I, I feel like, you know, how did this happen sometimes? I'm like, this is insane, but I'm so happy. Like, How long good, was it for you between when you started and you mm -hmm. picked up that camera until you actually started to turn a profit? Because for me, it was about, I think I made my first dollar nine years in. Okay. I was like four. Yes. Well, I started, I was, it was a little bit before the time because I didn't have Instagram. Like that wasn't even oh, yeah. a thing. Right. Nope. Same but, as I remember talking to my little sister. I've got a sister who's 10 years younger. And I was like, should I be on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, Obviously. I don't know. Because <laughs> at the time, like, yeah. I don't know. Um, and you just, and I, and I often say I'm one of these people, like I used to think I had these commitment issues, which is ironic because I have a person I've been with for 16 years. <laughs> um, so I commit to humans, perhaps the kids, I'll keep them for now. Um, <laughs> but, but I'm like, I have a hard time committing to one thing. So I was like, I'm going to do this type of video. Yes. And then I was like, I don't want to do anymore. I'm going to do this type of video. Yeah. I then created a podcast. So I have a podcast. Too. Yes, you do. The sandwich. And I, I have discovered about myself is that like, I'm a trend discoverer? Is that a word? Like I, I know trends, I see mm, them coming mm, and then mm. I pivot accordingly. And I also think that that's an important thing to do as human beings. Yes. Not even just in social media, but like, you know, my kids are a little older, five and yeah. eight now. And I'm like, oh yeah, I have time to go to the gym. Yes. And I like it. It's cool to like that. That's what I, I, you did a post once and just to come into like the body conversation yes. for a hot second, because you did a post once that truly, I think touched on motherhood and fitness as this great whole. And it was a post of you you, you were holding two babies on your hips. You were a little bit more curvaceous. And then a photo of you, a lot more fit and like standing in your workout clothes, no kids beside you. And you were like, please don't compare these two because what? How did you have time before that wasn't a thing compared to like you were in the postpartum stage of life versus where you are now? And it And it's truly so true. Like I didn't even find the time to start carving out that those abilities for myself until... I mean, my son was over two. Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine before that. No. I know some people do it. Every baby is so different. And so the standards on mothers cannot be the same. But that was such a that was such a really cool post and such a good reminder to everybody. Like, take your time. Like, I remember that picture because that's yeah. one where Jack looks like he's like a little mer baby because he's in this like aqua <laughs> yes. sling. No, but it's true. And that is something that like is just gets my goat, if you will. When I see like a picture shared of a postpartum woman yes. and and then like five years later, dude, that's not fair. That's not like, fair. It's different times. It's, it is yes. different priorities. Yes. You're not sitting there making baby food yes. in your afternoon where you could be writing, you know, uh, an Instagram caption. Like, yeah, it's like it's, apples and oranges, man. It completely yeah. is. Like most creators who have little small children, they're having to work their asses off, like just in a time that a baby is sleeping mm -hmm. or they have to get help in. It is, it's a totally different life. And I, I just really appreciated that post. I thought that was like such 
such a good comparative. And it, it is fun watching. I find that the way that you approach, you know, recipes or even like home stuff or even like fitness, it's all so much more relatable. And I mean, I got to ask though, as your kids have gotten older, <laughs> yeah. is it getting harder? Because I find there is a massive gap online for older kids. Mm, yes. You There's so many this. babies. Tons There's babies, babies everywhere. Yeah. Like quit showing me your baby pictures because my ovaries are like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not okay with it. Okay. <laughs> Release an egg every time I see one of these cuties. Um, Yes. I think that I have seen, and I know a lot of people that used to make videos and I go back to YouTube days, like yes. all these mamas and they're not doing it anymore because they couldn't figure out a way to pivot. Yes. And so what I have often said is like, I think it's important to pay attention to trends, to see what, like I'm 35, mm -hmm. to see what the 22 year olds are doing on Instagram and TikTok. And I love it, but I'm also paying attention to what women in their mid forties and fifties are doing. Because I'm like, I'm going to be here in yeah. that when, when I'm that age, yeah. I'm going to be over here talking about those things. And so there's a woman I watch on YouTube. Oh my God, she's so beautiful. I want to be her when I grow up, but she's like inside radiation of beauty, like it radiates yes. outwards. She speaks about things that are important to her at that phase of life. Mm. So she fitness, she's a broadcaster. She talks about makeup and hair and things, but for women that are older. And it's like, why yes. do we have to disappear quietly into the night as we age? Yes. I'm going in loudly. I am kicking up dust and I plan to be there. So it is trickier. Like what I'm finding now is I, it may not appear this way to the outside, but I have so many boundaries when it comes to how I protect my kids online. Mm, yeah. You may notice you don't see them as much. Yes. They used to be in my content. Once they a have lot. consent, it's, it's important. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm not opening you up to other people's opinions because yeah. you're not at that point where you can handle that. Yet. Yes. 100%. Right. Mm -hmm. So every now and then they're on there, you know, if they show up in a campaign, my my daughter's like, here's my cut. I'm going to be expecting. I'm yeah. like, I've taught you well. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, she is her mother's daughter. Oh, yes. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, it, it is a slow inter it's like, it's like, you're like a DJ. And so like baby stuff is going out and I'm putting on this new album. That's like, what am I thinking about right now? I'm interested in certain topics fitness. I'm, I have time to meal prep. Like who yeah. am I? Yeah. I'm on week three of <laughs> oh, like gosh. meal prepping. What? I know. Um, <laughs> Sounds so foreign. <laughs> scary. I'm like, it's a whole I've, new planet. I've, I've landed paid on. for meal prep before. I've had See? it delivered to my home. <laughs> Perfect. But it's those things. And I yeah. feel like it's just allowing yourself and giving yourself permission to find interest in other things mm. and be proud of yourself in yes. that moment. Like I don't only define myself as a mother. Like yes. I also like really bad words and I like to do fun, adventurous things. And I like to talk about sex and I like to do all of these mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. that create like a whole person. You know, don't you find just like side note, don't you find mm -hmm. it so funny how people get so up in arms about mothers talking about sex? And I'm like, how did you think <laughs> they became a mother? Oh my God. I find it I so, know. and I still get like a little bit like, oh gosh, like I got, um, Pink Cherry sent me like a, a box of sex toys. And I was yeah. like, I was like sweating <laughs> on my Instagram stories. <laughs> and everyone was like flooding my DMs. Like, thank goodness you're talking about this. And I was like, honestly, I'm sweating. But it is like, I'm like, it, but if I were talking with you, I could go on all day about Absolutely. it. But there is like this weird feeling that we have, but it's like, but I'm a mom. I'm not allowed to talk about this, but mm -hmm. that's how we became moms guys. Like that's literally how we did it. Oh Yeah. 
And like, fun fact about me, I'm that friend that like, <laughs> who would like go into the store and buy a vibrator for you together. I'm pretty sure we've had, I'm pretty sure we've had extensive conversations about them <laughs> in have. Austin, Texas. Oh, we did. Oh, we, we did. did. Because that is like, I, I often say that I'm doing life with my audience. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, what do you do in life? You do all sorts of things. Yeah, and so true. I get to share different elements of my life with my people. I was going to say, like, if you were to describe who you are, are online like how would you even put that because Mm. that was like such a funny thing I was like thinking about it we were talking about I'm like I knew this podcast was going to be so good but I was like who even is she because I don't even know because like sometimes I'm just like just taking you in and it always just feels refreshing but if you wanted to define yourself like do you have something to say to that you know what I often say and people have said this to me it's like when you land on my corner of the internet you're having coffee with a friend Mm. so I think like right now you know cozy leggings you're you're you know you're shooting the shit, you're having a chat. But also, what do friends do? They challenge you to think differently about yes. things. They uplift you. They're your yes. best hype girl, you know? And so I feel like when you come over and hang out with me, sometimes you don't want to leave. Like, I feel like my people stay. Yes. People in the industry have said, like, you're like the creator's creator. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, other creators will watch and be like, that's like, I share the insides of what it's like to be a creator. It's not yes. just the outward version. Yes. You know? like, no, it's so true. And, and I've even appreciated over the years, you know, I'm somebody who I love fashion and makeup, but it feels so difficult to create that content. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the same as how I felt in high school when I thought I wasn't allowed to wear colored jeans. Cause I wasn't cool enough. Mm. We all had those feelings mm-hmm. of like things we couldn't do because we weren't that person. Like mm-hmm. we put the boxes on ourselves or we stepped into them. They weren't built around us. Like we did that. Mm -hmm. There are some boxes that are built around us, but for the most part, we create them. And I remember watching you one day and you were just doing a fashion post and you were just like trying on all this stuff. And, and I was like, damn it. That was like so refreshing because it was like, it just felt real. It didn't feel posed. It was like literally in your like room and it was like wearing normal stuff. And you tried on all these different outfits. I think they were like a Ritzia. It was like an Ritzia Mm -hmm. haul. And I was like, that was the most, I don't know, such a real take on it. And same with like makeup. It just felt so attainable because you're not a makeup artist. You're just a regular woman. I almost said, mom, you're just a regular (laughs) woman. Yeah. You know, like such a cool, it's such a cool way to approach it. I think a lot of times when we show up in line or in our everyday life, like let's just take the creator piece out of it. We're overthinking how much we actually have to put into everything and what we're allowed to do and what Mm -hmm. we're not allowed to do. The fact is we don't really need to ask permission and yet we've had permission the whole time. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's absolutely wild. And as you were saying, what you were saying, and I realized, oh yeah, that's my thing. Is like, I just... I, I was the keep it real person before people were saying that, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I was that person who had like the baby on the back and I was making a coffee cake, legit sweating in Malaysia mm-hmm. going like, these people come to my house in 10 minutes, but like, I want them to eat something yummy or I want to try this new hair thing and let's see how that goes. Or at present, um, I really would like to know how to twerk. Um, oh my gosh. So I have you seen the stand? Oh gosh. I need to see a video of that. <laughs> my daughter came home and I was like, I did it. And she's like, did what? I'm like, your mama can twerk. And she's like, I don't think any other mamas can twerk. I'm like, probably secretly. And she she was so impressed. Forget being a YouTuber. Forget being all the things I do. She's like, my mom can twerk. Like, That's pretty awesome. So I think, you know, I, I like, I... You know, I, I know we're going to wrap it up, but like I, I didn't have the prettiest of moments as, as a young girl. I have a very challenging relationship with my own mother. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I feel like I know when things are good and when gratitude is needed and when I can be fully present and happy in a moment. And I love to share that with people. Mm-hmm. So 
I struggle. Like I had a hard fall, some stuff happened and I showed it, you know, and you saw me put on a little weight and you saw me struggle and cry and do the things. Fair. And then you see me come out of it. Yeah. And it's like, that to me is important. I think that there's, there's a place for everything right now. I want the glossy magazine pictures on my Instagram feed. I also want the real mom crying into her coffee because stuff got hard for a moment. Stuff got hard. And I just think that there is a way to share it in a way that is, you know, helping people. I so agree. And I think that we've glamorized this whole transformation thing as if it goes from one to the other and that's the only stage it is. And, and, you know, when we look at, you know, a lot of people who, you know, we, we did all the reflections of 2019 Mm -hmm. and all the accomplishments that people went and there's so much that are like sight unseen, like the amount of people who, you know, we didn't realize that they, they put on weight because they actually took care of their mental health that year. Mm -hmm. Or the fact that like they got through an injury that was really difficult or they got out of a really bad relationship and it made them look really differently. And they became a different person. There's a lot of sight unseen stuff. You share a a really cool degree of it, but still in a very, like, it never feels like you're being like, it's not like the ominous, like little Facebook statuses where you're like, I'm sad. Like you're actually really good about, you know, you share what is important to share. And I think the overlying message being that we get to watch somebody kind of come through it without having to know all the information, which is pretty incredible. And, you know, you have such a, you have such an interesting life. And also I got to ask like this Mm -hmm. whole, you're married to a fifth, he's 15 years older. Yeah. Now you're 35 now. Mm Mm-hmm. But I mean, a long time ago, you've been together for 16 years. Yeah. So you've been together since you were 19. A long time. I met him. I So I'll be 36 this year. So I met him. I was 20. Okay. Okay. I worked for an airline where like the uniform was leather skirts. Whoa. Um, I'm just going to say so I I'm filled s- it out real well. <laughs> um, and there was like a little green scarf. So I might have captured I'm his dying. attention at some I'm point. Dying. And Dean, those who know him, ha- he has a very youthful energy about him. Yes. And his face is very so like when we met each other, I'm like a bit of an old soul. So yes. he thought I was older. I thought he was younger. And I was like, shoot. And we did a little exchange of driver's licenses because I didn't believe him. And I was like, well, let's shake on it. We'll just do a short-term deal. Okay. Yeah. It'll be a fun summer. <laughs> um, and then summer came and went and I was like, damn it. He is the most like nurturing human being. He's yeah. so nurturing. I questioned my ability to nurture. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I'm really <laughs> cut out for that. Uh, but we've been together a very long time. So I get a lot of people flooding my platforms, various things about age gap because yes. it's fascinating to it people. It is fascinating. And yeah. people ask about it all the time. Yeah. I think especially because, and the thing we have to recognize now is, I, I say the rise in divorce, not as a negative thing, but as people have gotten better at stepping away from bad relationships, yes. we now have a lot of people on the second run. So if you have people on the second run that we're now mixing people first run and second run together, the age gap is happening more and more. Absolutely. And it seems that normally it's a younger woman to an older man, but the dynamics are often really, really confusing in order to get a man who is not using his age as a means of power mm-hmm. and instead creating that balance have you guys, like, do you feel the age gap or do you feel, has it kept being that way? Because he's grown up in a totally different generation. Oh, absolutely. Like, and he, he grew up in Saskatchewan and I grew up in Montreal. And Saskatchewan. I know. Wow. Like, easy to draw, hard to spell. Um, <laughs> just a rectangle. <laughs> I think that's on a shirt anyway. <laughs> but, um, oh my gosh. but he is... You know, yes, there are times where the age gap is present, Mm -hmm. but there are times where it's worked in our favor. So Dean was with someone for a long time before me, but was never ready to settle down, was never ready to have the children. Also being a pilot, very adventure seeking, um, wanted to see the world before 
putting down those roots. Yes. So in that sense, it's really worked out to our benefit. But the thing with Dean is that we are both these lone wolf people that found each other. Mm. Like, I feel like the secret for us, the secret sauce is maintaining your independence while walking side by side towards, you know, Yes. A goal. <laughs> so our goals have changed. But like we parent together. He is not afraid to be in the kitchen. I've seen yes. Shane doing things in the yeah, kitchen. Like 100%. It's hot. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. like, you cook that dinner. That yeah. is sexy. You know what I mean? And similarly, I do the garbage or I do this or I solo parent. And we just find a way to constantly choose one another, mm-hmm. you know? And where it's tricky is I have young parents. So like my dad and my husband are closer in age than my husband and I, yeah. which is weird. <laughs> um, and my dad is like... Like looking pretty cute because he lost a ton of weight and Aww. all the babes on Instagram are like, I've seen single? him. You guys I'm have like, the same smile. We it's do. so cute. He is he's charming. He's fun. We always have these Fitbit challenges too. That's a oh whole my god. Thing. He wins. Oh, the, men I'm are so men are so competitive. I can't. I used to be in one with Shane and he would literally <laughs> I would finally lay down. He, this is what he would do. Like seriously, he's such an honest man. And uh-huh. then sometimes this other side of him comes out. We lay down for bed. I'm all like tucked in and up, and he stands up out of bed with his Fitbit on and starts running on no. the spot. And I was like, you're not. <laughs> and I was like, I, ca- I can't, like, I cannot compete with you. Not only that, but streak. I realized that he walks so much faster than me. And so I just had to quit. It was bad for our relationship. We were not healthy competitors. It was just mm. bad. But I really like what you said about the independence in a relationship because I came out of an 11 year marriage and really found myself while beginning to date. And I was so addicted to be like discovering who I am that Mm -hmm. I, I very much set down these boundaries of I will remain, I need to remain an independent who chooses this relationship. I never want to be held down or codependent to somebody. And Shane, I always joke that he's a serial monogamous. He's had a lot of relationships and he really likes to be with somebody. So it's been an exercise of us both learning what's good for us and independence. And it's funny because like last night he goes to me, he's like, I've got, I've got a golf lesson and I've got this like tomorrow night. And I'm like, well, I'm gone on Wednesday night and Thursday night and I'm gone Friday. And I was like, so I'm not going to see you all week. And then I was like, all of a sudden, like checked myself. I was like, right. I can't just leave and expect him to be home when I want him to be home. And he's like, Sarah, we just came home from an entire week together. Like, it's okay. (laughs) And I was like, you're right. You're right. You're right. But like adjusting to that, you're allowed. I'm allowed. Mm -hmm. We both come back together. And you know what? It makes it exciting because you have stories to share. Oh my gosh. We have life to tell each other. He doesn't watch my Instagram. He never knows anything going on. So when we come home and I get to tell him. Absolutely. And like the kids. Oh my gosh. Even last night, Dean and I, the kids go to bed and we have like these full on, like Dean doesn't, I'm a force okay like I'm, yeah. a, I'm a strong lady and uh he he's strong too and so yeah. he, but he he pushes back when I'm a little bit wildfire happening you yeah know? And he's just yeah. like settle down like, yeah <laughs> you know just, you gotta check yourself so I love that about him like when I'm feeling low he's my person who yes. hypes me up yeah I mean he's we have stories upon stories of life that's happened but he's just a rock and yes. I and I appreciate him. He's the best dad. He drives me crazy. You know, right now we're doing a thing we've never done. And actually we just recorded a podcast like last night about this where we're actually like doing a goal together. Oh, like, cool. Which is weird. I'm like, who are we? are that couple. Oh my yeah. God. But like we're working out. We're paying Amazing. attention to like what we're taking in. Yes. Because I don't know if anyone's been in a long-term situation, but uh, the best way to get your partner to do something or change 
is for you to do the thing and change. Yes. So we, we need so a little true. lifestyle switch with health and stuff. And I know. So and having a buddy to do it. it and it makes it so much easier if you support each other. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel that all the time. Like I'm, I almost never can go to the gym by myself. I actually don't think I've ever done it. Always mm. has to be either my best friend or it's Shane. And when we do it together, then it feels like such a shared experience. We're it's both fun. in hell together. Like it's so great. <laughs> yes. And when you're food prepping together, like the other night, I did one half of the meal, Shane did the other half. And then we both cleaned up afterwards. And I was like, wow, this is so cool. It does feel nice to do things together. Absolutely. But we also just came home from a vacation where it actually felt good to come home and cook. So it was like one of those things, right? Absolutely. Before we finish up, I Mm -hmm. want you to tell us about The Sandwich because it is such a fantastic podcast. And sometimes I listen to it just because your voice is very soothing. Like your solo podcasts are like, if I'm driving and it's an anxious, if it's bad weather driving, I remember listening to the one about your relationship with your mother while driving in like an intense snowstorm because you are such a soothing voice. I got to focus on you talking and telling your story and, and all of this, but Tell us about The Sandwich and how that all came to be. Because sure. it's fantastic. Thank you. So The Sandwich, I launched it, I think it was like 2017 or mm-hmm. 2018. Essentially what I realized, again, my addiction to like trends yes. and pivoting. Um, I saw that this podcast thing was coming yes. up and I thought, well, shoot, like people are coming to my channel to have coffee with a friend. I got lots to say. Yes. You know? I could totally pick up a microphone. Although that was a hurdle in and of itself to yes. like learn a new skill, but I tackled it. And it was like, I sat on this idea mulling this podcast over for like months and then I finally just did it. But for me, the sandwich is layered conversation, right? Mm. Fresh perspectives. If it's a conversation between two people, I really try to do that. Like, as you know, when you podcast, like active listening, yes. you know, like what is this person saying? What do I feel like could be shared and perhaps changing people's ideas or yes. um I'm also side story with the, with the voice I love good audio like it's a thing okay. and like ASMR <laughs> like I love it so like when stuff is like I pay high attention to that you know what I mean I'm like that audio's okay. got to be good and silky so I but I just feel like it's a place where how often do you just get to listen, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. to a voice? It's not based on my face. It's not based on what I'm wearing. It's literally just thoughts in my head. And, you know, I always think about that young woman that I was when I was sitting there with my new baby in Malaysia, so lonely mm. and what it would have been and how lovely it would have been to have that friend in my ear, mm-hmm. you know, and gets me emotional thinking about that. So I often think about that girl or that person. It's like, how nice that would have been, Mm -hmm. you know, because I often, you know, have to check my own privilege about the life I lead and where I am and how accessible everything is to me. And that is not the case for everybody. 100%. Maybe because I've lived elsewhere, but I often think about my listeners like who are in Russia or in Australia or in Malaysia or Indonesia. And I'm like, we lead such different lives, Mm -hmm. but yet some of our universal core values and themes like are applicable everywhere. And so I often think about that. So that's a very good point. You know, when I think about the pits of motherhood, people always ask like, what made me start a blog? And I was like, honestly, the pits of motherhood did because I was bored. I was tapped out and I wanted community. And I was so addicted to blogs and same thing. I thought I could do this. And I think for a lot of people listening, this is such a cool thing to take away from this is that anyone could do this. Anyone can. Mm -hmm. We live in a world that it took you four years. It took me eight years. I don't care how long it takes, but like it is accessible and it's there for those who choose to pick it up and start. And there is no cool factor to it. You don't have to look a certain way or be a certain way. You can wear the colored skinny jeans. They're not in style anymore, but I mean, go for it. (laughs) 
It is so, and you know what, for the right women who are out there, we're ready to support you. Mm -hmm. And if you can get out and, you know, find those people for you or connect online with those other people, it can really change your life. And it can take loneliness into feeling like community in so many different ways. And I mean, I can only say thank you to you because you were that for me years ago before all of this really happened and things like went from zero to a hundred, almost quite literally. (laughs) And uh, you continue to perpetuate that message and just like raw humanity in such a grace-filled, like I said, you are hard and you are soft and it is so, so lovely. Tell everyone where they can find you. Thank you. Jeez. Um, That was a lovely sentiment. Thank you. So you can find me on Instagram at Amanda Muse, Mm -hmm. M-U-S-E on YouTube. If you can't remember that, go Amanda Malaysia. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Amanda chilling (laughs) in Malaysia. Um, Funny story about that. Whenever brands work with me, yeah. Um, and they go through my team. They're like, boy, she has a lot of bots. And they're like, oh, no, because no. it's Malaysian. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, no, that's real people. Yeah. Like she's, she that's where she started. She hails from there. Um, and you can find me on the sandwich. On the so sandwich. In, you know, all the places. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I'm going to add all of those things into the show notes as well. And I hope you enjoyed this really candid conversation between two friends. It's honestly such an honor to have her on. Thank you for everyone for even just pushing her name forward and reminding me that she has such a power voice in this space. You have such a cool community. They just love you. Thank you. So it's really awesome. Get and be a part of her community. It's really quite fun and honest and raw and gritty and hard and soft. And so thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next week. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at The Papaya Podcast. And if you loved what you just listened to or know somebody who would, please share it. Simply screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your Instagram stories and don't forget to tag us. Last but not least, if you'd like to lend your personal support to the podcast, take a moment and leave a review on iTunes. We would be oh so grateful. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of the Papaya Podcast, and we'll see you then.